This is the season for podcasting, and Dylan and Andrew are about to record another one. In fact, they're almost set up now. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And this week, as we continue in guest season, we are joined by none other than Andrew's sister. Grace Ann. A Sabo. <laughs> if that wasn't a given. <laughs> well, it was given to her from my dad and from his dad. There you go. That has been names. Lineage, there you go. Yeah, welcome to the show. Have nice. you ever listened to the show before? I have. You did? It was a while ago, but yes. Okay. Did you make it through a whole episode? It's okay if you didn't. Yes. Okay. I'm proud of you. I, I don't remember a lot of it because I was scraping um, wallpaper off my sister's walls. <laughs> ah, ah, so you, Colleen was. <laughs> and I was standing on a counter, so I was really trying not to fall. Yeah. Noted Adventures and Odyssey and Wad Fam Chalk Pod fan. Colleen Sabo. Oh, yes. yes, which will Who is inevitably... also not named a Sabo anymore, and no. we still do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I called Alex her boyfriend the other day and really got mad. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Boy, were you wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, what, what's what's your Adventures in Odyssey history exposure story? I don't know. Fill us um, in. Get me up to speed. Well, my brother, Brendan, and my sister, Colleen, were Friends the very... <laughs> very big fans of Adventures in Odyssey and so was Andrew and thus I had just, no choice I had no choice <laughs> to listen to it I never protested but I I had no choice but to listen to it but being very young I was very specific about what episodes I would listen to um specifically this one um I would just insist yeah but um well because we we've We've talked about the fact that the On Thin Ice album was like one of the few ones that we had. Right. Yeah. Iconic album. Yeah. For the Sable household. (laughs) Yeah, I listened to it. And nobody else, because I don't know that it's that great. (laughs) I listened to it so much I scratched Andrew's tape and he was very mad. It was a CD and yeah, I was mad. But I think at that point I had already ripped it onto iTunes. So Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah, no, my my Nano was chock full of Odyssey. (laughs) I did not... As like an early uh, iPod guy or actual MP3 player guy, whatever, I did not rip my Adventures in Odyssey CDs until we started this podcast. Interesting. Yep. You you said that you used to listen to them like while you would mow the lawn during middle school. Yeah, but at that point, I think I was... Just no, wait, no, I wasn't. Not now I mowed the lawn, I don't think. Oh, no, but by the time I was mowing the lawn, that was listening to Novacom, which I had uh, definitely not torrented. Oh, okay. Like, okay. that was far enough yeah, into yes, it yes. That, that we were now, yeah, yeah, it was like early high school. But. Ah, so you never personally ripped any of your own. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Well, how about that? Yeah. I think that might be on Brandon for teaching me how to rip CDs. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've ripped plenty of CDs, just not... not uh, but it was purely for, for road trips, for the most part. For road trips and, and uh, monotonous labor of extended time periods. Yeah. Um, but thank goodness he did, because I ruined... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ruined the physical copy, so if he hadn't done that, he would have had one very upset, I don't know. Six what episode? Old. What other episodes do you remember? 
Um, goodness, I remember uh, the other Barkley family vacation, the summer one. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you also famously have that album too, right? Like album two. Two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have two, seven, and the Truth Chronicles. <laughs> I remember bits and pieces of um, Blackguard. Mm-hmm. Um, the bits and pieces you were allowed to listen to. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, how much I was, I was very, I was young. Yeah. I was really young and very afraid. So we it, we pre vetted that for right. Grace yeah. and anxiety. <laughs> I think I think we even talked about that when Brendan came on to cover the episode on Darkness Before Dawn. Yeah, which was like yeah. we protected Grace from this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to remember because I was I was so young when I listened to it. I well, and half the time you were subjected to it. Yes. So like it wasn't like a conscious decision. Yeah. No. Uh, however, though, I was subjected to Princess Diaries a million times. Yeah. And, and I, I have that pretty much memorized. And I thank so. you for that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just catch falling stars I, I and love I put adven- them in my pocket. I love Adventures <laughs> and Odyssey. It's not that I wouldn't listen to it. Oh. Sure. <laughs> it just, I think, but not many not many people in my class, like in my grades, really. Oh, no, because we're weirdos. It. <laughs> it, it was a Brendan and, uh, and Colleen mm-hmm. thing that was some... Then passed yeah. to you. And well, Colleen I've... actually grew out of it, and then I kind of kept Brendan into it a little bit. Yeah, and I caught the tail end of everybody listening to it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, and and again, when you were coming around to it, like during my peak, you know, ten to twelve years old, you would have been, you know, eight or nine, or not eight or nine. Um, how much younger? Three years. I'm two and a half seven. years younger than you. You would have been seven or eight. Um, yeah. And so you wouldn't have been quite on the same level. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think my, like, being the oldest in my family, my younger brothers have a similar experience to you. Yeah. Which is the, like, it not necessarily being their thing, um, but them just being there for me listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So the episode we are talking to, I think we've danced around it a little bit, but we're talking about episode 99, the Uh-oh. Barkley family ski vacation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, you kind of already said it, but why, why'd you pick this one, Grace? Um, because, because this is the, the reason that I scratched Andrew's tape. It's the one I listen to the most frequently, and also um, very fond memory with this one. I uh, came home from school one day... Um, feeling very sick and Andrew pulled up my laptop and oh, logged yeah. into a site that he was able to get Adventures in Odyssey and played it for me while I slept. Yeah. That sounds so like something I would do. brother. Yeah. And come to your aid with some, you know, audio dramas. <laughs> I could have gotten you Gatorade. That would have been more helpful, but here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this completely unrelated. (laughs) I specifically had a migraine, so I couldn't look at anything. Oh, yeah. So, like, there were a lot of things that I I was feeling that day, but migraine was one of them. Mm -hmm. So he played something I didn't have to look at. Do you listen to, like, podcasts now at all? I do. So, like, I've definitely talked on the show about how listening to Odyssey pretty much was a pipeline straight to podcasts. Do you, was there like a gap there for you in between Odyssey, listening to Odyssey a lot and, and podcasts or? 
Absolutely. Okay. So podcasts are a more recent development. Yeah. For you. Yeah. I listened to more audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Classic. The other gateway drug. Yes. That was, yes. <laughs> that was directly from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I would get the, uh, when I was in cyber school, I would get the like audio CDs and put them in my laptop mm-hmm. and listen to them. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, they're good books, so... And there's there's enough of them that, you know, you can fill a lot of hours listening to Harry Potter just one time through, yeah. so... Much less on repeat. Yeah. So, uh... Other random context to kind of set up this episode. Uh, one, if you haven't heard this episode, go out and listen to it. It's good. It's available for free in the uh, uh, Adventures in Odyssey official podcast feed. Um, they put it out, uh, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Yeah, that something feed. ridiculous. <laughs> um, but also, it's, uh, I, I was like, oh, man, it started. And I was like, I love this era of the Barclays. This, it sounds so much like The Visitors. And then I looked, and it's like, oh, The Visitors is the previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's uh, directed by Phil Lawler, mm-hmm. but written by Jeff Parker, who also plays Rob in the episode interesting huh he did not sound he sounded much younger on the recording yeah he (laughs) i don't know i mean he was he was an adult man at the time yeah um naturally of of recording this but this is his only episode that he wore that he wrote he worked for focus on the family at the time in promotion and ad copy Oh! And was very excited okay. to write an episode. And, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that would make sense why it feels very sitcom-y. Yeah, it, it, there's a couple moments where I'm like, ah, yes, this is someone who doesn't you normally write Adventures in Odyssey doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, also, I, yeah, maybe part of the reason that this episode is, like, 18 minutes it's so short. Yes, it is very short. It's so short. It feels like it's missing, like part of it. Yeah. Did they? Did they like only have like twenty five minute time slots with ads or something? Like I'm no, confused. I think, I think they just didn't. Like I think this episode just didn't pan out to be. Wow. To be huh. that long. I mean, to be honest, I I'm They're, glad. Like they, if they had stretched it out another. Five minutes, I don't think that it would have been better. Yeah. Well, there's also the thing of, like, episodes in this era had those really extended Chris intros where she was, like, doing a skit within the show. Mm-hmm. And so that is all cut out on the album version. Uh, so I think that that yeah. might be part of it as well. Man, but. we gotta go back in and... Yes, because yeah. Chris did a little skit with the male guy. Mm-hmm. I, for this episode? I yes. think it was this episode. She had a little skit with a male guy. And I, yeah. I said I remembered that quote. And it, it was it's not, not in the episode. It's not in the episode, at least on the app. Yeah. It says, what, rain, sleet, snow, or hail, you'll always get your important mail. <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> I believe it. But that's, I believe it. It's, it's not in the episode. I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, because you said that to me at home randomly and i was like i don't remember that from that you're remembering a different episode <laughs> nope no, no it was chris it was chris's skit no yep. you you remembered better than i did well done 
Woo-hoo. Yeah, that is uh, that not is qu- not much of a feat, but you know. So. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I do probably have the original version archived somewhere. I just have to dig through and look for it. But yeah, I think uh, I have it on my laptop. Other one one other dumb thing is the so Rob is credited on the wiki as being spelled with two B's at the end. That's wrong. And I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> Who thought that that was right? Uh, I think the only literature I feel comfortable consulting is the official guide. Oh, my word. That's true. I, I did want to check the official guide uh, for context in this. So uh, I'm going to do that. But in the meantime... Let's roll the promo. Next on Adventures in Odyssey. He's just so nice. He's cute. Do you think he likes me? Whoa! Puppy love alert! Puppy love alert! While on a ski vacation with her family, Donna and her father learn a painful lesson about growing up. George, I think our daughter has developed a little crush. It's all downhill from there on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Uh huh. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> the music is delightful. I will say that, and you know, it really does capture some of the the more iconic moments of the episode. Yeah, specifically George's little oh. whale. Oh. <laughs> so, so what was your experience listening to the episode today after so many years, Grace? Um, it was very nostalgic. I I remember why. Why I like this episode. It was very interesting because um, I was looking at um, Donna's age. Mm-hmm. Um, they said she's 12 years old, mm-hmm. which is actually the age that I'm going to school to teach. Um, she's a middle school girl. Mm-hmm. So her behavior is absolutely on track for being <laughs> a, 12-year-old, a 12-year-old girl having a crush on a 17-year-old boy. Absolutely. And I tell you, it at no point in a girl's life does a guy being drastically older than you ever stop you from having a crush on them. And Nor it starts it. when you're in middle school. It starts when you're in middle school. Um and I'm seeing that I see some of that in my actually in my life group girls. I also lead uh, seventh grade life group girls, so I, I I could totally see some of them being just like Donna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, seventh grade is such a mishmash of <laughs> like pubescent. I don't know smoothie. Like <laughs> there's so many different v- stages of puberty that people are in that are represented. In- across the same grade level mm-hmm. just based off like genetic factors and stuff so yeah donna i can tell is definitely younger than some 12 year olds i know <laughs> yeah but older than some as well like she's definitely <laughs> she's definitely like you know boy crazy and all of that but oh uh, yeah you know but the in a fact responsible her, way yeah <laughs> in the way that doesn't make her dad too uncomfortable <laughs> Uh, so I don't uh, know. He it, sounded pretty it, upset. <laughs> uh, I, we'll we'll unpack that as we go. <laughs> um, I would like to point out that the uh, the complete guide to Adventures in Odyssey does list him as Rob with two Bs. No! So I have no idea why, but why? you know, shout out to the wiki for being accurate. I guess. Just call him. I'm Rob. sorry for. Rob. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry for coming at you. Um, also, this episode uh, originally aired December 30th of 1989. Oh, that's so fun. So, yeah. I'm sure that was intentional, but... <laughs> you know, over Christmas break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, when you would go on a ski trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. So, the, the premise of this, it's one of the many... Uh, Barkley family vacation episodes. Yeah, they have the the original one. The they summer have, vacation. They have the they have the what is it the the one where they were the best vacation ever. Yes, the staycation. They, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, the staycation yeah. vacation. <laughs> They've got the ski vacation. Yep. They later have the Hawaii vacation. Yep. It's just like it's, it's a staple. Yeah, for them. And you know they're kind of all good. I don't know, man. <laughs> Listing all those off, I don't. There's not one. I mean, the staycation was definitely the most boring. <laughs> sure, I think. I mean, I think in general, we're like fans of Barkley family episodes. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Like even misguided ones. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at you, modesty is the best policy. But like, hey. even <laughs> thankfully, you didn't. Have you? You've never heard that one, have you? You're better off for it. Yeah. yeah All no, right. That's, you, that's, you got enough We'll, we'll attribute your, your well-adjustedness to having not listened to that episode growing up. Congratulations. You've oh, won but an I award. remember Colleen talking about that one. <laughs> yep. I do remember that. Uh, but yeah, Oof. it's... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just in general, like, I don't know. The Barkley family just has good chemistry and they feel like a... They feel like a family. Well, yeah, and there's the there's the motifs of you know them all being in the car, going someplace, and it's yeah they by having so much repetition as far as like covering the same types of experiences through vacations and whatever you get a uh, just a really quaint familiarity with the with the characters and the environments and everything, and so even now listening to this episode, you know, I can almost relate to George a little bit more now and just being like trying to appreciate the moment that he's in uh for what it is despite, you know, the annoyance of children and such. There you go. So, uh yeah, the uh the it starts off with this delightful bit as they are packing up their bags that uh George, they they all climb into the car, and then George realizes he's forgotten his book, and he goes the back book. into the house to get this book that is the book that he brings on every vacation and has not read. And Mary, maybe jokingly, maybe honestly, says, "Didn't you buy that on our honeymoon?" <laughs> yeah, and then they continue it with Jimmy having to bring it too. <laughs> yeah, uh, the that that bit is great. Where Jimmy's like. <laughs> Am I going to have to take the book with me, too, when I get older? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of book? I mean, I'm presuming it's about boats. Maybe that's just me. I was thinking it was like a war book. I thought it was a novel. Mm -hmm. But he introduces it as like, where's that book? Like, you know, the one I keep over on that shelf over there. Like, nothing very special. And and then it's Zun that... Yep. It's bring, the only book. It's, <laughs> isn't it the book that you bring on every vacation? And all of a sudden, it's this big thing, but he doesn't think that much of it. <laughs> what a terrible pastor. I mean, he should be reading more, you know? Dude, this is before he's been called to be a pastor. True, true. He's a dirty, rotten sinner now. Oh. Mm. Sorry, George. No, no wonder I relate to him so much. 
Oh, man. Uh, it's also uh, established that Donna does not want to go on vacations uh, to the mountains in the winter. Right. Because, you know, you go She's on like, hot vacations cold. when it's cold out. Yep. <laughs> and cold vacations when it's hot out. Which... Yeah, yeah. She wants her her friend is, you know, in Hawaii or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, they're in... They're in Hawaii right yeah. now. Two years ago, they went to Bermuda, and last year, they were in the Bahamas. Yep, and they went to Greece before that. Ah, uh, yes. 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 Because Refer- the, the friend's dad works on an airline. Referencing that one family that every family knows. Like, it's a different family for everyone. But that one family that they're like, yeah, uh, they went to California for spring break. And then yeah. they went to Hawaii over the summer. And yeah. they went... They to went Greece to, for Christmas, yeah, like they're, taking they're Niagara Falls. I mean, three, Niagara Falls in that three well, trips a year, like yeah. And there's something there's something incredibly relatable both about that, but then also about Mary's confusion over the whole thing oh, yes. when she's like, no, 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 because no. Donna's like, no, they they were. She was like, didn't they go to Hawaii last year? She's like, no, 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 last year they were in the Bahamas, and and Mary goes, oh, I thought it was Bermuda, and it, it's just like a. I don't know that that sort of like when did people go where kind mm-hmm. of like confusing yeah. banter is so relevant like just felt so real oh yeah i'm like i've been in that conversation mm-hmm. a dozen times and i'm always right yeah yeah and the and the mother it's a blessing <laughs> the mother daughter talking about like this family like that's that's so familiar mm-hmm. yeah i um, remember seeing her slides Back when slides were a thing. Oh my word! Yes, oh. that was that was really funny. Yeah, I, just just because I was like, oh yes, remember this is that eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, you go on vacation and then you come back and you have all your friends come over to watch a slideshow of it. Yeah. Now we just Instagram it, and depression has only skyrocketed. <laughs> uh, the the other bit here is uh, is that they ask you know how much longer it's gonna be and george says an hour and they yeah. were like didn't you say that an hour ago and he's like it was just as true then as it is now <laughs> uh, yeah but no. then he, he goes on he goes on when they're talking about getting lost he's like you know i i would never you know i've never been lost you know my name's you know i'm george rand mcnally barkley yeah have that written <laughs> out what so rand mcnally is the name of a map publisher oh, oh i thought that that was his actual middle name nope I is it already stated what his middle name is no we do not know his middle name but it's probably some it's a wonderful life reference definitely it's been almost a year since I've seen that movie. I can't make any jokes right now. <laughs> Same. That's why I said it the way I did. But Beautiful. yeah. Uh, so no, I don't think he's actually named after a map company. I think that that is the joke he is making. Mm. But you know, may- maybe, maybe he's maybe yeah. he's named after. Anyways, they finally arrive at the ski lodge, which might be haunted. It seems to be. It's awfully creaky. Yeah. <laughs> There's door. like wind blowing through it. Yeah, it, it, you can hear how dead the air smells. <laughs> like I got cold listening right. to it. <laughs> the comment about the two penguins waddling uh, uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is very clearly... I. You know, I've... I've well, Grace, you've been skiing as well. And Dylan, have you ever been skiing? I have not been skiing. Uh, there's no part of going down 
a hill really uh, hill fast just to go fast back. while standing up that appeals to me i can barely tube comfortably why would i ski you know tubing i think is less comfortable than skiing because if you're good at skiing and you're not like as long as no, you're no, not no, no. i'm, I'm not skiing. sorry not saying like comfortable as in like physical comfort oh. comfortable as in like i am scared out of my mind tubing fair, fair do fair, not fair, like fair, fair. When, it, when it's like hey we're gonna go to a big tubing hill like i have to psych Save myself so. up to it <laughs> like i'm trying to like jump into a swimming pool or something yeah like it is you just get really comfortable at eating absolute snow yeah. right just... yeah so no there's there's no part of me that would want to ski or snowboard or any of that stuff unless like maybe maybe i could get into like a cross-country ski I oh feel yeah like, I, as like you strike as, like, me as a, a snowshoer have you ever uh, considered snowshoeing? I mean, <laughs> I think Grandma snowshoes. Yes, yeah, she does. Okay, yeah, very regularly. I, I didn't know snowshoe was like a sport. I figured it was just like it's the like thing hobby. they did in old timey days to get around. Like that I always too. thought it was more a necessity than enjoyment. I think that at this point, snowshoeing has evolved into a sort of uh, extreme winter hiking, as it were. Right. So right. there is uh, something like, to be said for that. Yeah, and well, and as a guy who bikes, I'm like, I could get the uh, like, and does not mountain bike, but yeah. like, enjoys like rail trails or biking around a town or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could get into like cross-country ski- skiing, mm-hmm. probably. Oh yeah, and we've got some but, trails around here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but like also, I don't know. That's a lot of equipment to buy for, like, the, you know, three times a year where I could actually use it. Probably less money than you've sunk into this podcast. Andrew, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Fair. That's after. But Dylan I will this get into skiing as soon as the week. podcast ends. I can't ski every week. <laughs> well, it depends on how committed you are. <laughs> Gone skiing once. And there were enough bad happenings that I did not go again. Did you go with me? I went with you and mom. Oh, that's right, yes. That was the time we had to send you down the hill to tell our family that we were coming, but could not stay standing. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Because mom was ha- mom also had a really hard time skiing. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think mom might have had a harder time than I did. Oh, I'm pretty sure. But also, the lift... She's a full-grown woman, and you were in middle school at the time, maybe? Maybe Donna-aged? I was Donna-aged, yeah. Um, Yeah. Only we got stuck on a mountain and actually uh, had to butt scoot down the toboggan hill. Oh, yes. You should have gone to ski school with Hot Rob. See, I did... Was there a Hot Rob? (laughs) There was no Hot Rob. There was the man who yelled at me for having my braid out of my coat. <laughs> so the me, opposite of hot rod. I was all I was all ready to go. I had everything, and they made me take it all off so that I could put my hair inside my coat and then put it back on. Well, you wouldn't want your hair to get hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really afraid of those hair lawsuits where it gets frozen and breaks off, and they sue you for <laughs> half a million dollars. But the easy hill, the lift, it only took you like quarter halfway up the mountain straight down an easy path yeah, even a ski lift seems terrifying to me it is actually well, it lift. is the most scary part for me as an experienced <laughs> skier the lift was broken so we couldn't go up on, on so the only step between there was no step between the bunny hill and all the hard stuff so we had to go all the way to the top of the mountain go down an intermediate onto an easy 
through a black diamond and back down onto an intermediate. Cool. And my brother, Andrew, was just like, ah, it'll be fine. I'll go with you. It'll be okay. Well, when we were getting off the lift, <laughs> he told me what to do. I did it. My mother and I both landed face first in the snow. <laughs> just not even, we didn't even land and then fall over. It just went flat. Well, yeah, so basically the, the tactics for getting off of a ski lift is just put your feet down, you feel the slide of the snow underneath you, and then you just you slowly shift your weight onto your feet, and it's a little hill, and you just go right down, and you can stop. It's It, it requires a surprising amount of coordination, and, you know, falling while dismounting is probably the most embarrassing thing that you can do while skiing <laughs> absolutely i got run over by somebody yeah exactly <laughs> but also it requires landing like mm-hmm. getting off like grace feeling... is very graceful oh, i must say <laughs> only when i'm dancing only when i'm dancing other than that i am a grade a klutz but you are you seeing the contradiction here <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Absolutely, I shouldn't be as clumsy as I am for being a ballerina, but <laughs> I got a concussion tying my shoes, so here we are. <laughs> Look, you can't win them all. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah. And you don't have to tie slippers, so, you know. All of this came from the fact that I've been skiing before, and this does not sound anything like a ski lodge that exists. <laughs> It sounds like a hut, like it sounds like an Airbnb on a mountain, and you like ski down to the bottom to like get to the lift. I don't know. It sounds like generic cabin, Fair. like especially like the layout of like there's a loft upstairs where the kids get to sleep, and mm-hmm. Jimmy's very excited about that. Yeah. It's like this feels very relatable. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the uh, the chalets in South Africa. Exactly. We do. Mm. I miss the chalet. <laughs> what a glorious architectural feat they yeah. were. Great layout, mm-hmm. big bottle of Stony, mm-hmm. solid weekend. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what, I'll get you that for Christmas. <laughs> Import some, some Stony, stony just for Dylan. <laughs> oh, man. It's if you not know, that you know. Good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's though. pretty good. It's just, it's more the novelty of like, oh, this is available everywhere. True. Wait, it. Like, no, like, like the fact that you could go to, like, if we went to the McDonald's, you could yeah. get a Stony. Yes. As opposed to, like, here, where it's, like, if you're trying to get ginger beer, you got to, like... $30. Right. It's, like, high and low. <laughs> you're going to get it in a bottle. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can get better ginger beer here than a Stony. True. True, true, true. Fever tree, I would like to. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Stony. It's ginger beer, but not in the U.S. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This means nothing to anybody that listens in this country. Yeah, I was going to say, there's plenty of overseas listeners. Hey, look, if you've got a good experience with Stony, write to us. I would love to hear your stories. And uh, Coca-Cola Company, if you want to sponsor us, uh, absolutely. I've got some uh, positive relationships with your vendors already. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. uh, What? So the the next scene is them at the lodge lunch right? this yeah is mm-hmm. after 
practice mm-hmm. and Donna comes over and is super excited. Mm-hmm. She talks about the fact that her friend Tracy's here from from home and Mary does the, oh, I know Tracy. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, this is too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is every, every reaction. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And it might not, I don't know if it's real in every, like in every situation, but living in a place like Lancaster County, knowing, knowing your, who your children go to school with, very well is pretty common around it's here. Like mandatory. Yeah. 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 Parents parents have to be involved. Especially I, I should say this, mothers have to be involved. George, <laughs> no expectation there that he would know who she is. Nope. nope. No, he's just gotta make that money and not I don't know. Not, not make money. Leave. Um, <laughs> not leave. <laughs> Oof. Too dark. Um <laughs> I will refer you to It's a Pokenberry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, so, <laughs> I say. So then, Sadana, so yeah, is like, I'm going to go eat with, I'm going over with Tracy. You know, she gets a sandwich to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from across Bad idea. the room. You don't want to ski and eat. Ski. Ski. <laughs> ski. That's something else. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so from across the, uh, across the way. Uh, mm-hmm. George or Mary spies um, Donna looking all goo-goo-eyed at, uh, at Rob. Rob. <laughs> Rob with two B's. Yeah, he's. I mean, Rob sounds like a hunk, right? I mean, yeah, I resident mean, I female. Would, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say he's right because Andrew is not allowed to say that someone sounds like a hunk. Well, no, I mean, I am. I just need the. Con- I need it to judging, be confirmed. Judging by his voice, yes, he's got a very attractive voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And of course, there's the aspect of she mentioned she fell twice skiing and mm-hmm. picked her up. And that's love. That is love, and that is brought up. By her, and Tracy said he remembered her name. I mean, <laughs> what else can you do but assume that he's in love with you? I have had lovers treat me worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on you, Andrew. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sounds like a you and also not so you problem. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, they've, so, uh, yeah, I mean. He's certainly courteous, and uh, Donna is very excited. Yeah. Well, and George is losing his mind (laughs) at the idea that his daughter might be attracted to a man. Like, yep, a seventeen-year-old. Well, and there's this big swelling music behind it, and it builds the drama of Mary just being like, I don't know, it seems like she might, just a little baby crush, oh! Like, I like that Mary is just like, oh, like, notices these things, and is just like, oh, this is funny, Mm -hmm. and also, like, I have to hope that she wouldn't be, like, weird towards donna about it and just being like like in teasing her or anything like this feels very much like this is something she's saying to george and that's where it's gonna end yeah george on the other hand doesn't know what to do george's grace as a daughter of fathers (laughs) (laughs) just the one father (laughs) well i guess two if we're including the big man (laughs) How, how, how did this how did this strike you it was very familiar. 
Very familiar. Relative is daughter of fathers. <laughs> daughter of fathers. Grace Hannah Sabo. <laughs> daughter of fathers, and yeah, it's very familiar. Um, I mean, would you care to share a personal anecdote? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, my my father <laughs> has always. Um, it, it's an interesting fight between um, my father wanting me to always be his little girl and not not date, but also him actually being quite fond of my boyfriend. Um, um, but every once in a struggle. while, he just reminds my boyfriend that he has a Gurkha. Um, Which is a large knife for and, those who are not and aware. He and will, he will cut I parts thought it was of him a pickle. off. <laughs> um, and he, he said he oh, will cut parts of brain. him off. Um so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there and is that that fine line of of discomfort and then just you know authoritarian fear <laughs> yeah yeah and also me just being like having to walk up to your dad and be like he's gonna ask you to hang out with him or do something so he can ask if you can date me like Telling my dad that mm-hmm. that's coming up for him, and how my dad did, just how did he respond to that? Like, pretty oh, well. oh, <laughs> just goes, oh, uh, I see. That's yeah, I can hear that. And asks, <laughs> that's Brian. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I received no such protection. They just threw me to the wolves. I was like, please let me date before I'm ready. And they were like, well, maybe. Yeah, go for it. All right, fine. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and then... you've been perfectly well adjusted as a result. <gasps> oh, yeah. There's been no emotional scarring. Oh, no. And then for me, like, they've always been like, nope, we made that mistake. We're not doing it. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So what you're saying is Andrew ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, maybe I protected you. Yeah, <laughs> Mistake. Well, in mind too, I was put through the loop. Um, I mean, you also had older siblings to make mistakes. True, too, Andrew. True, they, true. Uh, uh, his parents informed. Except us for we Colleen, were... struck gold on the first try, and yeah. Brendan didn't do much dating until like he was in college. Well, I think he said he hadn't had his first kiss till he was eighteen. Yeah, no, I beat him to that by like five yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's. Never mind, I'm not going to talk about my kissing history. <laughs> Your history, as it were. So, so yeah, we, we go over to uh, Donna and Tracy, mm-hmm. and uh, Rob walks up and is like, hey, you guys care if I, you know, if I eat, eat with you guys here? Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, this place is packed. Um, and they're like, oh, oh yes, 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 please. Um, and I, I love... I love Tracy's role as like the friend. Mm-hmm. I think she does mm-hmm. it very Tracy's, well. Tracy is is mm-hmm. killing it this scene. And uh and, and later. Rob Rob compliments Donna's sweater. Yeah. The which, skiing. He's ducks. laying it on thick. Yeah, it has ducks with skis on it, guys. Absolutely. I, I mean, can, that we, sweater. Can, can that be our Christmas merch this year? <laughs> ducks on skis. I mean Michaela, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Mo- more on that at the end of the episode. Um but but yeah, it is. It's a lot, and I, yeah, I do. I do kind of love it. Um, 
and then he walks away and Tracy's like, oh, you're crushing. Like, mm-hmm. she's getting all all excited Typical about it. Typical middle school girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Well, there's the uh, the Snow White dwarves joke. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You're sleepy and dopey and happy no, and yeah. sneezy and... <laughs> Silly and dazed, loony, whack, wacky, giggly and goofy. And what were those other and dwarves? what were those other dwarves' yeah. names? That leaves oh, us with man. only one question. What, what were, were those other dwarves' names? Well, I yeah. mean... In Donna's defense, um, as a 17-year-old guy, you have a little bit more insight in the fact that a 12-year-old girl crushing on somebody is not hidden. It is very obvious. It's absolutely obvious. So he could see it. He could see it. I mean, her saying, hi, Rob. Like, Mm -hmm. that was absolutely, he could, you can see right through that. Mm -hmm. So he was. But, I mean, Rob's a hunk. So this is just another day at the office for Rob. (laughs) He was laying it on thick a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might be, I mean, yeah. There's definitely to be said, maybe, yeah, maybe Rob played into this a little bit. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I think you literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that happens. Then he leaves. Then Frosty the Snowman plays as the transition music. Yeah. Inexplicably. It's not a Christmas episode. <laughs> and generally, it came out the 30th. <laughs> generally speaking, when you go skiing, yes. it's in like February or January. So this is after Christmas. Now, I know the radio stations are still playing Christmas music, but using it as a transition was just a little bit out of character for yeah. a... Uh, for. I also episode. don't know if they legally can. Ah, they must have changed at least one note. <laughs> like, right, like they did the well, they did you know, the smoke on the water thing. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Radio stations actually have usually have licenses to play copyrighted music. Yeah, but Odyssey's. I, I don't think, know, I think Frosty the Snowman spot. might be public domain. I doubt it. But Enough maybe, people use it. I don't know. It's uh yeah. This episode is also it's the music is by uh Marty Echito, um, mm-hmm. who is not John Campbell, um, but did a bunch of the early Odyssey music alongside um Oh, okay. Alongside John Campbell and some others. But but yeah. Uh, we he also did the music for the visitors, which sounds very similar to this music and aired a week prior. So, you know. That's that's what we're getting here. Continuity is continuous. Um, and then and then the scene we come back on is uh, George and Mary uh, struggling in bed, like they are. I don't know. Uh, Tripping over like, things. Yeah, banging, crawling into over. Her feet are freezing. Which I mean, what Women. else is new? I already can't feel my toes. <laughs> so we are on the cusp of Frosty the Snowman being public domain in our lives. <laughs> We okay. will. We will see. I mean, it was a little. This is what was, you come to the party. It was a little yeah. different. It was a little different. It was. It was yes. spiffed up a little bit. Yes, mm. it was not purely it frosty, but it frosty. was. It was. It was frosty the snowman in the way they did the rocky theme and do it or die it. Yes, exactly. it was frosty adjacent. Yes, <laughs> do it or die it. Yeah, not do or die it. I added an extra <laughs> it just for confusion's sake. Mm. Thanks for calling me out on it, Andrew. Now I can't edit this. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> Here's a clean take of do or diet. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> um. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. George, George picks, pitches that he's going to tell Donna that, that her 
thing is that her training is canceled the mm-hmm. next morning. That she's graduated. She's so good. <laughs> she doesn't need any more lessons. Granted, it's been thrown in her face at the beginning by her brother that uh, she needs to learn to ski standing up yeah. this time, which, I mean, I can relate to. I was going to say. Uh, and and I can relate to the brother making fun of her. Oh, you're, you have the same sense of humor. Yeah. All yes. of the jokes. Right. This is... Yeah, this is a product of Andrew growing up on Adventures Absolutely. in Odyssey. Absolutely, take the he icy might be chill. Jimmy Barkley. Uh, take maybe the ar- in the in the way that I'm not comfortable <laughs> with. Just taking the Arctic chill off the room, and yeah. I was like, mm, I think my brother said that before. Oh well, and I was definitely <laughs> referencing Odyssey, but claiming it as my own. So <laughs> never have done that before. No, 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 that's not what this podcast is. <laughs> uh, Mary, Mary to. George's suggestion is like, George, that would be dishonest. And he just goes, yes, but, but effective. effective. <laughs> Focus on the family's new motto. <laughs> yes, but effective. Dishonest, dishonest but, but effective. effective. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was I'm what I heard. I'm looking at you, Maury. <laughs> yes, seriously. I mean, how many times have we wanted to do like the dishonest thing, but it was going to get us straight where we wanted to go? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so George comes up with the perfect solution here, which is he's like, oh, I'm just going to take my daughter on a date. That's what all the books tell me to do. He's using him being a quote unquote good father Mm -hmm. as an excuse to cover up his own inability to cope with his daughter's change. Excellently worded. Yes. Thank you. Couldn't no, it's too sad. He, he yeah. can't deal with the fact. And I mean, I I don't have the perspective of I'm not the oldest daughter, but I am the youngest. Well, and he's of jealous the of the other male attention. Oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. There is some. Um, yeah. There's. It's it's uncomfortable in the way that she's so old for him to be feeling these feelings now. I. That's kind of my thought. Yeah. Although this was the 80s. Right, I don't know. It just, this feels very emblematic of conservative Christian doctrine, Mm -hmm. ideology, Mm -hmm. like the way fathers are framed Mm -hmm. in just like those circles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because if anything bad happens to your kid, it's entirely your fault and there's no way that you can ever forgive yourself for it. Oh, and by the way, if you aren't a perfect father, God hates you and you're going to hell. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) That's Focus's other model. Yeah, God hates you and you're going to hell. You're not perfect. (laughs) Uh, Trap door. Uh, uh, Don't make me push the button, Andrew. (laughs) No! But, but yeah, it's, uh, and Mary's just kind of like, I wish we, we've talked about this in other Mary episodes, Mm -hmm. especially like the earlier ones like this, but like, I wish she just pushed back. Yeah. Like she's too submissive and just kind of like, ah, George is going to be George. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't, you know, be like. Because she clearly, in the tone of her voice, is like, boy, is this a bad idea that will not work for you. And yet she doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, she's the one who brought it up in the first place. So she's probably feeling like, I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Yeah. I should not have brought up. And of course, George does the full, like, dad thing of just taking the moment and, like, tries to go across the, you know, pitch black ski lodge in 
yeah, in the dark, tripping over everything in that moment to go ask his daughter out, like, while she's probably falling asleep. Like, this is just, this is a recipe yeah. for disaster. There's no yeah. part of this that, that goes well. If, if yeah. dad came up to me in the middle of the night and asked me to do something that I genuinely enjoyed with him the next day, I might, no, I wouldn't swear him out, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I would respectfully decline <laughs> I would agree after throwing a pillow. Yeah. But it, it would, it, for me, it's like as soon as the door opens, <laughs> I throw something. It's true. Well, your dog starts barking and then. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it, best not to disturb me when I'm sleeping because you will disturb the entire house and have the entire house's wrath rain upon you. Yeah. Yeah. And so George goes upstairs. <laughs> what now? No, nothing. <laughs> I was making a joke about you, Greg. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll watch what I say more. Be better. <laughs> uh, George. Okay. So George then goes upstairs to the loft, mm-hmm. trips over some skis in a funny bit. It was, yeah, it was a good bit. And then acts like a nervous kid mm-hmm. asking his daughter out to like a prom date. Yep. Where he's just like, would you maybe want to? Go out with me? Please. Yeah. Well, and then he talks about like the I just I just miss making milk come out of your nose and all this like really cringe I... nostalgia. And I'm like, please, this is not just a desperate plea from a very confused man of no. trying to get some validation from his daughter. <laughs> that is him trying to cover up the fact that he's like, oh, you like a boy, and I don't know what to do with it because you're growing up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And... Well, then he says something about no, you have to want. To go with me. And the emphasis on you have to mm. was not like not like saying like, no, if if you're gonna go, you got if you're coming with me, I want you to want to do it. I don't want you to feel forced. And so I think that's what he was trying to say, but his wording was like, No, you like you have to want to come with me. It, it it's a very good performance by Chuck Bolte because mm-hmm. it it's both like it's him going like, I feel like you hear it in his voice as he's saying, no, you have to want it, of, like, him, like, being I don't know. hurt by being, saying Yeah. Like, him feeling, like him realizing, like, oh, like, I could force you to do this as a parent, but that's not going to be, gra- that's not going to feel gratifying to me. But not also- that I want you to want it, but, like, in order for me to feel good... You need to actually want this. Yeah, and he's also kind of realizing she doesn't want to go with me, does no. she? Which, I mean, also typical seventh grade girl. Like, now I, I would love to spend time with my dad. Sure. Um, he asked me to go take a walk or something. I would absolutely take him up on that. But as a 13-year-old girl or a 12-year-old girl, I probably wouldn't have been as quick to do that. Right, well, and especially when it's specifically interrupting other plans interrupting her plans with right. the the with hunky hunky, hunky the hunky rob. hunky ski instructor hot rob right 
<laughs> hot Rob Ski merch coming to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sounds a little too close to Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe intentionally. Uh, but yeah, it just leads to George being extra crushed now. Oh, yep. yeah. And he did it to himself. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. He absolutely did it to yeah. himself. It's like, come on, Mary. You could have you could have saved him. Well, I'm sure she's sitting back there like, Oh, yeah. She, yes, 100%. But I did not push that hard to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and not not to say that this is Mary's fault by any means. No, but no. I just I just wish that they let her be a little bit more assertive. Well, and she was simply being a mom, like looking at her daughter, going, "Oh, she's got a crush." Yep. Like that, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm sure my mother looked at me like that at one point, and I look at my life group girls like yeah. that all the time. Like <laughs> she's yeah. got a crush, but she won't admit it. Hey, like, Marie, we know you listen. You can send an email and tell us about the time that you looked at your daughter that way. <laughs> I thought that Grace liked girls for a long time. <laughs> um, and Yeah, he came up to me in the kitchen. I was actually, I was organizing our spices. <laughs> I mean, a great, great, great pastime. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and he was like, you know, I really thought you were into girls for a while. I was like, no, it's because I was afraid to mention anything about a boy because I didn't want anybody to give me attention for liking a boy. Which is absolutely That one might be on real. me. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be on me. I'm sorry yes. about that. I love you. Love you too. I'm glad that you have that. Yeah, I just didn't want anybody to tease me for having a crush or liking a boy. Yep. And I was also in that stage of life where if anybody asked you if you liked somebody, you were like, no. No. Why? The answer's always something? no. Like, no. Oh, man. Why did you, did you hear yes. something? Did somebody tell you something? And you know what? I gained so many lifelong female friends doing that because I was like, no, I don't have a crush on you. And then we just became friends. You see, it took me till college to figure that out. (laughs) You know, not always for the better, but sometimes. Yeah. Anyways, that's my own problem. I've never made a friend having a crush on somebody. Oh. Boy, um, I can I, teach a crash course. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, there's uh, <laughs> for Shout me, out it might to... be the question of how many friends do I have that are female that I haven't had a crush on. <laughs> yeah, but Andrew also crushes on everyone. It's true. true. It is the plague <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, so Donna is then over, over with. It's the next day. She's mm-hmm. at ski instruction. She's talking with Gracie, and she's like, I've got a perfect plan to... She's wearing you know, the penguin sweater again. She is. And she's got the perfect plan in order to seduce Rob. And so she skis. She goes, hey, Rob, and then starts to... I'm coming over to you, and starts to ski towards him. Mm. And then... Falls into his arms. Right. So, so we're all in agreement. She's... She intentionally mm-hmm. wrecks herself oh, here. hundred percent. A hundred percent. So they she feigns go- getting out of control and then like crashes and Rob has to come and save well, her. Well, there was some, dare I say, foreshadowing. Yeah, certainly. With her saying, I fell and he picked me up and uh, I fell again, again and he picked me up. Pe- so in some countries you'd be married. And yeah. in some countries you'd be married. Well, of course, of course if she's got a crush on him, she's meditating on every yeah. single moment she spent mm. with that man like the whole day. She's falling asleep at night thinking like he caught me. Well, one of those times she's thinking about it, probably hit her. Oh, I just need to fall again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and so 
he comes over and she's like, you know, he's he's helping her up and she's grabbing Thanks, onto Rob. him. And, Do yeah. you need my so shoulder to grab brave. onto? Oh yeah, yeah. Bait. And then, and then he uh, he decides to be a killjoy mm-hmm. and calls his girlfriend Katie over. He doesn't call her over. No, she, she comes. Over. She comes oh. up to him, and that yeah. Oh. And can we talk about her voice though? Mm. It's so. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is like, oh, we are just going to stereotype. She's one of those girls. Yeah. But like, I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course you are. Aren't you into? Yeah. (laughs) As previously established, Andrew crushes on everyone. (laughs) Even the Phi Beta Bimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Porting for duty. She's, uh, yeah. She, she's she's a lot. Yeah, it, it her voice so little. <laughs> like her voice, so I just little. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can't. Yes, and they're obviously doing that on purpose. Yep. <laughs> it sounds like she's car- carving it up. Like she comes in there oh, with some yeah. speed. Yeah, you know. it sounds like she just goes. Whoosh, yep. Make sure stops. that oh, yeah, she yeah. has the the she claims to check in about their dinner plans. For dinner tonight. plans. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, throws in like. Uh, yeah. Oh, she definitely saw there was a. Uh-huh. a she definitely saw there was a little 13, 12 year old girl mm-hmm. crushing on her boyfriend and was like, "I'm gonna be territorial I need the <laughs> because yeah. I am his age and I can date him." She, in no way, could date my like, chemical gumbo is five years older than her chemical gumbo, <laughs> and therefore I am better. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like it, it's puppy love. It's exactly what Tracy mm-hmm. said. It's puppy yep. love. Like you mm-hmm. can't puppy love alert. Puppy love alert. Puppy love alert. Like you can't tell thirteen year old girl also, to have a crush. Other yeah. thing about this scene: Tracy repeating everything that Donna says. Hilarious. Very <laughs> She's funny. fine. It's fine. I'm gonna go now. She's gonna go yes. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah, just being a strong, supportive female friend, backing Donna up when she realizes, She's fine. "Oh, I can't win here. He's got a girlfriend. I need to retreat." Mm-hmm. And but so also, she leaves class. Also, being a 13 year old girl, not knowing where like what to do from there oh she's, yeah. she's, she's a bit like 12 year old girl like she doesn't know how to bail her friend out of that she hasn't figured that one out yet yeah. so she's just gonna be like, yep she's gonna go we're gonna go now yeah. bye but she does it well you know absolutely and so on the topic of um of katie skating up or skiing up, mm-hmm. really uh, sounding really good. There's a great bit in the official guide from Dave Arnold, who sound engineered this episode, talking about um, he was about trying to create the sound of skiing in the middle of a South California heat wave. Oh, um, so he that had to be difficult. He yeah. borrowed a set of skis and created his own snow by shaving ice cubes with a cheese grater. Wow, that is dedication. That is insane. <laughs> Imagine the amount of ice he had to shave. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got to cool down the ground so that it will stay there. Yeah, I mean, he was doing it in the sound studio, not, like, outside, but yeah, still. Yeah, But even if you're, in like, a doing it in a plastic bin, you know, that is... Yeah. Wow. Yep. He did it. He did it. It sounds He's, great. He succeeded. It's a shame I, that they couldn't have just, you know, did it in Colorado where they have all that skiing. <laughs> nope, not where the show's produced. Or Vermont at Christmas with all that snow. Mm. 
Vermont. <laughs> Christmas. A little white Christmas for you. Yeah, we're all dreaming of one. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so Donna leaves the lesson and goes to talk to George. Mm-hmm. And she, and as, you know, you know, he's, he's back in the room talking to himself, monologuing mm-hmm. in a way that felt very much like, oh, right, you know, Jeff Parker doesn't write audio dramas. Yeah, very <laughs> much. He's talking to himself and just... This is the most unhinged I have ever oh, heard boy. George Barkley. Uh, I mean, Poking Berry Christmas, but he is very that was unhinged. A cover, here. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he 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 starts ranting about the fact that this guy has like is tall and muscular and good looking. I'm like, all right, George. Yeah. <laughs> Gay yeah. much, <laughs> um, but, but or also, just insecure about yes, the fact that, that he's that's not more that what I was anymore. Insinu- yeah. Insinuating, like Possibly. he's projecting so hard, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then he like goes Probably on to talk about guy. like Donna as young, naive, impressionable, vulnerable, and I'm just like, man, you're putting her on such a pedestal. You're putting both these people on such pedestals. Well, yeah, and also like, I mean, maybe trust the progeny of you, like. She's half you, so and you raised her. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, there's a you know she's and he does kind of come back to like, oh she's she's smart you know yeah she yeah. probably doesn't go much for that those flashy guys and then kind of goes that and then right. Donna comes in and he <laughs> yells at her Donna I forbid you to ever step foot out of this cabin ever again. <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, she's like, what? And he's like, ah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. How was your day? And uh, yeah. Donna's upset. You know? Yeah, and they they have like a decent conversation here. Yeah, it feels like like yeah, like the... like I kind of got my heart hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my feelings hurt, but it'll be okay. Yeah, I think I think it's weird. George kind of like they like. She does not know in any way that George knows about what's going on because he's just been watching it all from afar through right. Mary. And so it's weird in the way that they're like both talking about this and seem to be on the same page. And I'm like, this is the first conversation you guys are having. Like this yeah. doesn't this doesn't add up. But um, but yeah, I, I for the most part appreciate George here just kind of being like, yeah, like it's it's hard for me to like, you know, let you go. And, you know, you're. Yeah, it's I don't know. We're we're reaching that stage where like I can't, you know, shelter you forever and he he makes a joke about like her not being able to date until both him and Mary are dead, mm-hmm. which is funny. Oh, yeah. and uh. so common. I I've heard that my mom and my dad said they were going to lock me in their closet until I was 30. Yep. I uh, yeah, I never heard that. They said Andrew 16. And I said I raise you 13. <laughs> <laughs> to a girl who's almost three years older than me. Right, well, if one of us are 16, it's fine. Right? Yeah, that, that was my argument to the T. And it worked. <laughs> oh, I love my parents so much. Yeah. They are wonderful people, and they tried their best. Oh, yeah. man. The, the thing that is, I don't know, that is tougher in this scene is the, like, and it is just, like, classic, like, you know, 
conservative patriarchal whatever mm. but is him talking about like someday you won't be my little girl anymore you'll, you'll be, be someone else's, else's girl. girl and yeah, i'm like, like oh, all right george yeah what about the fact she's her own person huh? <laughs> right right exactly can we not be so possessive of like ah oh, yes you yeah. will graduate from daughter to wife congratulations <laughs> yeah that's a little little, little yucky well well, yeah, and the fact that, like, yes, there's the, the concept of, you know, like, leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. But also, they don't, he doesn't, she's not just his, like, possession. They're, they become one. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and this isn't, Also, like, husbands are supposed to submit to their wives, too. There's also that verse as well. Yeah. And sacrifice. <sighs> yeah. But, but there's also the thing of, like, he would not be having this conversation with Jimmy. Nope. Like, there's no version of Jimmy where it's like, yeah, similar to the, the joke, I mean, the thing that you guys were talking I would about, love being to raised in the same house and yeah. having different experiences. But, like, there's not a Jimmy version which is like, which is like, man, like, you're going to be my son until you're someone's husband. Yeah. Like, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, no. that or you yeah, say that yeah. sentence and it literally makes no sense. No. And then you're like, Oh, right. It should be the same one. Yeah. Or like, they should, they both don't make sense. Like, we need to get past this, guys. Yeah. Well, and, and it would be the same thing if, if George saw Jimmy crushing on a girl, he'd be like, all right, buck up, soldier, and go ask her out. Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. you yes. know. Yep. Whereas, you know, Mary's doing the same thing. She's just like, right. oh, he's cute. Yeah. You know? Like, yep. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, a little bit of ickiness here, but not like out of the ordinary ickiness. Yeah, well, and, and it being Barkley family, it, it's just the it's the classic. Uh, okay, right. they're the perfect Christian family. Yeah, like that's their thing. They're, they're cute and they're hilarious, and there's there's some there's some fun parts there. But yeah, then there's there's a little bit. Don't go to bed without their halos in. on. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then that's that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really short. And how quickly it wraps up as yeah. well. I, I kept thinking there was another scene after it. Um, I, I do like this episode in the sense that there's a good amount of awareness that comes from George at the end. Like, I like that it is just as much, if not more so, about George learning than it is mm. um, Donna learning. Um, so that's that part is cool, and I, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, Grace, what did you think? I mean, it was just as entertaining as it's always been to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, being you know an adult and going through the twelve-year-old girl phase where you like see a guy on vacation and you think he's cute, like never does it end up being your ski instructor. Never does he end up going over to you and sitting at your table at lunch. Never does he end up catching you when you fall. Like, this is all, like... <laughs> it's a fantasy. Talk about the perfect family. This is also the perfect alignment. Yeah, yeah. And then also the perfect fall of yeah. her literally falling and him saying, that's my girlfriend. She didn't even, like, he didn't even approach her and say, like, listen, you're 12 and I am 17. <laughs> right. It's cute you have a crush, but I have a girlfriend. Like, he just, he didn't even embarrass her. She had the shock of finding out that she, that he had a girlfriend, but he didn't even embarrass her in that. And I, yeah, and that's nice on his part. Like, I like that, I, 
Because it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like, it feels like Rob is aware and playing along, but it doesn't feel like he's, like, nefarious and leading her on. Yeah. Like, I think, at least my perception, he strikes that balance well, where it's like, he's aware that, like, this is a big deal for her and doesn't want to, like, bust that. Mm -hmm. But he's also not trying to be, like, yeah, to make her fall for him or whatever. Yeah. Fair assessment? I don't know. I think it's a good assessment. Fair assessment, yeah. The uh, the discussion questions for this episode. So the first, I, I, I honestly think these are on the more interesting end of the discussion questions. Because number one is, why do you think it's so hard for parents to see their kids get older? And I'm like, that is a deep question to be asking the eight-year-olds listening yes. to this. Yeah. Album seven discussion questions pull no punches. I mean, I I think it's partially because, you know, I mean, they actually, I don't know if you knew this, but when you have a baby and you're in the hospital, they actually make you watch videos about how to take care of your child before they will let you go home. Hmm. And so you kind of oftentimes make a vow to yourself to and to usually you know make a vow to yourself or to your husband that you're gonna take care of this child no matter what and that is something that you know you you put together yourself you know it's a conglomeration of you and your husband or whoever and so it's kind of like and then you've seen them grow from a time they don't even remember Right, right. Up to a point where they're now becoming a little bit self-sufficient. It's it's the autonomy that's like the scary, difficult part. It's like the, oh, this person has up till this point only done what I have told them to and like not actually thought for themselves. Or if they did, they were wrong in that. And like if they weren't thinking for themselves, that was disobedience and was punished. Whereas now it's like, oh, they're having thoughts that like aren't what I'm thinking, but also aren't bad thoughts. Yeah, they're not disobeying. They're not doing anything wrong. But it's just, I mean, you know, no father wants to see their daughter have their first crush because they're like, oh, my little girl, my little girl growing up but i think it also is like the next step into them being more self-sufficient them not needing as much from their parents and up until that point you know it's been you know they make dinner they get you up for school all that stuff like you know and it it, i mean it's very sad when you get to the point where parents are like so what did you, you know like, why are you so hungry? Oh, I don't know how much I ate today. Well, you should be able to feed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... I have a question for you. Do you feel like because you are the youngest child that there's been a little bit more uh, attention drawn to your growing up than, say, you saw for me or Brendan or Colleen? Um, it's okay if it wasn't. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, this is just a genuine question. Andrew, Andrew's saying this because he feels like you get all the attention. And no, no. <laughs> oh, please. No, um, I, if, yeah. I, I, I feel like there are such drastic differences in the way that Colleen and I grew up. Not necessarily Andrew and I. We, we got the, some of the 
softer end of our parents mm-hmm. and the fact that like colleen was i mean your first child there's no class they send you home with videos about how not to kill your kid but <laughs> you know they don't tell you how to be the perfect parent well and also and, colleen was born 1992 two. which was three years after this came out meaning right. like mm-hmm. that this was the pertinent you know, parenting information mm-hmm. at their disposal and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the modeling and stuff. This is... Yeah. Uh, well, and she was literally an experiment child. Like, you don't know how to be a parent until you start being a parent. So they were obviously a mm-hmm. lot more strict with Colleen and Brendan than they ever were with you and I. Mm-hmm. And that's just comes with experience and learning what hills to die on and which ones are really not that big a deal. And, yeah, I mean, and especially because, I mean, we were, Colleen and Brendan are only two years apart, but Andrew and Brendan are, what, seven years? Seven and a half. And Andrew and I are only two and a half years, but Colleen and I are 11 years apart. So there's also very much a cultural difference of the way that we grew up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, you get, it's kind of two separate pods. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Not you've got really. like a you've got like an oldest and a youngest yep. in Colleen and Brendan, and then you've got an oldest and youngest in Andrew and me. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine if you were older than me? Like like if if it was the other if it was the other way around, Andrew where, would be even more intolerable. Yeah, no, I could not. I, I'm entitled enough as it is. I could not be a last child. Yeah. Oh man, I would. I would. And, and with all my medical issues, they would have not been able to. As if Andrew doesn't have with... medical issues. No, I just pretend like I don't for two and a half years. I mean, there are a lot of ER visits in the last year that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then other, uh, the only other discussion question I want to hit on here is just, and we can touch this so briefly, but it's just, do you think Donna was foolish to have such a big crush on Rob? Oh, no. 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 Like, what kind of a, are you blaming the child? Is that well, the argument? She's also at the age where. It's the, it's the, like, tenderest least like purest of crushes absolutely it's It's a baby it's a puppy love baby crush (laughs) like and and she's at the age where like every every interaction with a boy is a crush even on other people like i have girls who are literally asking me they're like do you have a crush on him like no they go are you sure like yeah Oh yeah, I have I have a boyfriend. It's it is astonishing it, it's how quickly those crushes do develop. <laughs> I will say, yeah, it is true. Well, it's just like you look at them and they're cute, and then everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, it is. I think it's very cute. I think she's totally in the right here. I think there is literally no harm to come from this. Yeah, she's no. twelve. How are you supposed to blame the twelve-year-old yeah, for having no. a crush? Yep, that's it, what they do. You can't blame her. Like. A, According to the episode and his attractive voice, <laughs> yeah. it's he, hot he's Rob. clearly he's clearly hot Rob. I mean, I'm picturing like a blonde, muscular guy. I don't really have anything else, but that's who I've always seen in my head as hot Rob. But dirty like, blonde for me, long hair blonde. though, like not not really? not like you know trash bag, but like like hockey player style. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. And so, like, He's a hockey hunk. Oh, you God, can't I love me a hockey hunk. Even 
I'm sure. And and the fact that Mary was like, oh, he's attractive. Like, <laughs> it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, he's not really my type, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, that is a genuinely yes. attractive human being. Yep. Yeah, and he gave her a little bit of attention, and she crushed on him, and that's cool. And that's all she needed was a yeah. little bit of attention. See, George, stop freaking yep. out. Yeah, yeah. Chill, chill out, George. Um, okay. Well, I think that that wraps us up here. Yeah. If you're cool with that. Um, Grace, do you have anything you would like to plug this week? For the listeners of the Wadfam Shock Pod, anything you'd like them to know about? Oh, yeah, actually. Ooh. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the Contemporary Ballet of Pennsylvania is performing Carnival of the Animals December Ooh. 11th and 12th. I am in it. Um, there's yeah, two shows. will be out before that. Very closely before yeah. that. But hey, if you're in the area. Yeah. Uh, it'll be at the um, Marietta Community House. So it, it's really fun and it's really entertaining. Great for kids. Um, yeah. I will be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Andrew will be there. Look, um, if you guys go, uh, DM Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we can sit next to each other and not pay attention. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I, I always pay attention, Grace. Only when I'm dancing, though. He yes, does yes, zone out. Yes, yes. He does zone out the rest of the time. But yeah, uh, it's really great. Really well put together. It's choreographed by Sherry Vexo. Um, yeah, she's Beautiful. incredible. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, Got we'll, more going on than either me or Dylan. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll throw a, throw a link in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, and then one other thing, this will also be in the show notes, that I want to point out is... Uh, in the lead up to Christmas, which we are now in, as this episode airs, uh, the Wadfam Chalk Pod sweater uh, merch is now available again. Woo-hoo! So if you want a sweater Woo-hoo! with our logo on it, it is one of the favorite things I've ever made. It, um, yeah, it's actually really And uh, yeah, there will be uh, links in the description um, to our to our tea Public store where you can purchase that. It's available in red and green, in long sleeve like t-shirt, and in like long sleeve sweatshirt. Beautiful. So you got some options. Um, I think it looks great. And uh, yeah, you should buy it. An excellent uh, ugly Christmas sweater <laughs> option. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want to have like. A sweater that literally no one in your life will understand. There's not one better than this. Those one. are great, like sweaters that people don't understand. Yeah. Could they always ask about it? Yep. Excellent conversation yeah. starter. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good promo for our podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and with all that being said, uh, we will see you next week for an episode, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah there'll be an episode we'll next see week. You a, yeah, yeah. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. TBD. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Linux Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Barkley Family Ski Vacation was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, with special guest Grace Sabo. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.